0: Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show on today's podcast, man. Things I miss as a kid. You know, growing up for me was always something that, like many of you probably have experienced, something that it's always going to be special to you. No matter how much bad and good you went through, you're always going to remember your childhood as being the best, man. Um, and, you know, for most of us, having so little. You know, we remember having so much as we get older because obviously, let's face it, it sucks being an adult. You know, got bills, responsibility, you got to do your own laundry. You know, you got to get up every morning, go to work. Yeah, sure, you get paid for it, but when all your money's going to bills, it sucks. That's like most of the country right now. And, you know, I was just going through the internet, you know, the internets, and man, I saw like this meme about Blockbuster. And I was just like, man, I remember blockbuster a lot as a kid because i had the privilege of living right behind a blockbuster i used to live in these apartment complexes right that it was a big huge apartment complex so many buildings within it and it was separated by a wall so it was almost like this little mini bootleg fortress that they built around the whole apartment complex it was so big that there was three separate entrances into this apartment complex but that wall Shared a wall of the shopping center. So I lived right behind a shopping center. And since I lived in the buildings in the back, if I was to open up my blinds and look through my room uh, window, I would see literally the back of the shopping center. All the employees coming in through the back entrance. You know, the dumpsters that the, you know, all the stores use within that shopping center. So we had a Winn-Dixie supermarket. Uh, We had a Pizza Hut. We had a Cat and King, which man, when I found out that place closed, I was depressed, dude. Some of the best, you know, Chinese takeout I've ever had. And it was great. And I remember I was going there as a little kid that all the way through my, you know, approaching my high school years. I remember I would just, that same lady, she owned that Chinese place. She was so sweet, man. She was so awesome. We always got food from there. And uh, I miss that place, man. You know, there's something about when you're little, the places you used to go a lot to get food as a family. You remember that a lot. You know, there's always that one spot. You know that you guys go to And for me and for us it was right there We lived right behind it So literally all we had to do is jump the wall And that lady would just open the door real quick and give it to us You know And uh, I I grew up basically with her kids Her kids eventually became uh, Adults and they were running it for a little bit Before it closed down uh, But we had a blockbuster man And we we had two rental stores We had Yesi's Video Which was where I, where I actually was a member at Because it was cheaper and they would get movies and stuff like that and games. But the reason why I love Jesse's videos because they were they were not afraid to break embargo. They would literally have connections to get video games. Because back in the day, a lot of video games used to come out in Japan first. If they were made by a Japanese, uh, the, you know, game designer, developer, whatever. And you know, a lot of times they would get the games about, you know, four to six months early. You know, because that's how it used to be back in the days. And then eventually it moved from four to six months to like just a month. You know, to three weeks of a difference, but I remember the days when it, it would come out first, way before it would come out in the states, and they would have these connections where they'll buy the games from overseas in Japan and have them uh, imported over here. The only different, the only problem is you, if you didn't know Japanese, obviously you're fucked. You're just gonna have to do your best to navigate. And uh, man, Blockbuster video was right there. And The reason why I used to like Blockbuster videos because it had this experience, man of going through all the different aisles, looking at all the different new releases, the old classics, you know, which at that time was basically 80s movies because, you know, in the 90s, you know, everything out in the 90s is all like new wave, you know what I'm saying? So for us, especially in my household that I was raised by a lot of people older than me that were obsessed with the 80s, you know, they loved 80s movies and they always play the reruns on TV, you know, because literally, you know, it's not a couple years later they're going to play reruns like crazy, make that money. And so... We loved it. I love going through all the different hours, but mainly the main reason why I loved Blockbuster was because of the fact that I would always go for all their magazines. They used to have all the hottest. I'm talking about the hot. This is this is what actually got me into like video game news and controversies and stuff Because Back in the day, that stuff, there was no holes in bars, man. They had editors and they were writing and they pretty much had control. They had free control to write what they wanted to. You know, And people would send in letters and they would select letters and they would photocopy them onto the magazines. And you can read people's bitching, complaining about shit or asking questions. And sometimes the editors will answer the questions in these magazines. But you also, the biggest thing about it was you would also get to see all the shit that was coming out. Because back then, the internet was dial-up. I had AOL. I was constantly making new emails to use up those 100 hours free or whatever. And it got to a point where you know the dial-up. We had to use this thing called Free Eye. It was the thing my cousin found me. It was called Free Eye or uh, Net Zero, which eventually got bought out by Net Zero. And it was crazy, man. It was crazy. You know, back then there was barely that many. Not until like the late '90s when you got GameFax and you know uh, what was it? Uh, it? Was IGN? I think IGN. It was IGN and GamePro. I think had a website. I'm not sure. There's a. There was another website I'm missing that was OG. It's like. OG, there was Game Facts. Game Facts was my go-to. I mean, only the real fucking OGs know about Game Facts. Uh, our game FAQ or whatever the fuck it was called, man. That was old school as fuck. Um, that's where you want to get the cheap codes and shit like that. You know, but that was more towards the, the, the middle to late 90s. We're already kind of 97-98. That was kind of that shit was hot, it was coming out, it was gaining traction, it was starting to, you know what I'm saying? Like now I would say about 97. You know, mid to late 97, 98 is when everyone started catching on to that shit. But before that, man, was the magazines, dude. And even up until until the late 90s and early 2000s, man, the magazines was it. Because there was not that much information being leaked officially on the internet. Um, A lot of it was rumors, you know. And um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I believe so many of the rumors that, that I used to read on the internet. And then... You know, because I would, you know, they wouldn't, they would never be confirmed in the magazines. I used to go to Game Pro Magazine, Nintendo Power, back when they used to do Nintendo Power. Um, they had PlayStation Magazine. Um, this was before Game Informer. Game Informer was like early 2000s because of GameStop, I believe. You got like free, you got issues every month if you got the GameStop membership or whatever. But yeah, that was my thing. I would go to Blockbuster to read the magazines, man. And dude, another thing is, dude, they had these cheat code books. There were these cheat code books and some blockbuster. I would go there, man. Like a scumbag with a piece of paper and a pencil, dude. And I would write down these cheat codes, dude. Like... You know, left, right, left, right, upright, whatever bullshit. I would write down the cheat codes. Then, bro, they would kick me out. They would catch me there. They didn't like, Blockbuster did not like when you would read their magazines. Because they knew you weren't going to pay for it once you read it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And most importantly, another reason why they definitely didn't like people opening the magazines and going through them and whatever. Which, we, me and my friends, we would have to get the magazine and go to the back of the of the store, you know, when they were busy with customers. And kind of read through it real quick. Most of the times, we wanted to see what was going on with Pokemon. You know, when we, when all of us were really into it was when in the late 90s, when Pokemon was already out, we were trying to see the new rumors. We wanted to see, if, bro, can you really get Mewtwo behind that little truck at uh, Cerulean City or whatever, or no, no, St. Anne, you know, in the St. Anne's Departing. We want to see those rumors are true, bro. We want to see, you know, we were seeing the early beta alpha testing footages of gold and silver, bro. We were like, yo, I got to know what's going on, bro. They were releasing sketches of, like, the upcoming Pokemon from Johto and, you know, on Gold and Silver. Dude, in the rumor mill was going crazy, dude. We wanted to know what was going on after after Ocarina of Time. Bro, we wanted to know what the hell was Majora's Mask. What, what really was it? You know what I'm saying? You know, and dude, if there was any new wrestling games coming out. Anyway, bro, all the gossip and rumors were in these magazines, bro. And the best part about these magazines is that if you were lucky, you were lucky, if you were lucky, because this... this People were always, always doing this, okay? And Blockbuster couldn't do nothing about it, you know? If you were lucky, if you would go to the, the PlayStation magazine, which eventually they end up catching on to this shit, and they ended up, like, putting it, like, um, in its own little bag, you know, and sealing it shut, um, is if you were lucky, the PlayStation magazines, they would have a demo CD in there. And, bro, these demo CDs back in the day were no joke, man. Because you could play a fuck ton of games, like six or seven games in those demo CDs. And man, if you were poor like me, or you already used up your rental allowance for the week, those demo CDs, man, kept you busy, man. I remember I was playing Metal Gear Solid VR Training Mission, or whatever it was called, VR mode, or something VR on there. It was crazy, dude. And I kept playing that, because I, and way before I even played the real game, you know, um, I didn't play the real, I didn't finally touch Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation 1, into about, I would say, about four months after it came out. I remember, because I had to wait till my uncle beat it for him to give me the fucking game. So, I was pissed, because I knew about Metal Gear Solid through the magazines, okay? And I remember, even though I never played it, I remember my uncle playing it, and I remember my uncle had it on the NES. And so, I knew about the game. I just didn't know shit about it but when i saw the pictures and the, the screenshots in the playstation magazine i was like bro this game looks awesome that it was pure stealth you had to get your own weapons weapons and equipment to, uh, to procure on site all that bullshit man and dude and inside the demo disc for these games they would actually have quick little 20 second videos of the game to kind of hype you up after you already played the demo and i remember seeing the Metal Gear Solid demo video inside the VR training missions was badass. Um, dude, I remember that shit as a kid, man. What was another thing I remember as a kid? Discovery Zone. where you It was a place where you want, if you didn't have money for Chuck E. Cheese. Man, Discovery Zone was the shit, dude. You think of, I remember about Discovery Zone, and it's probably one of the many, not the main, but one of the many reasons why they probably shut down. Because, man, those ball pits were too fucking deep. I remember I used to get scared as a kid because I'm like, yo, am I ever going to get the fuck out of here, dude? I remember those ball pits were deep. You had Chuck E. Cheese was like supreme. All right? that Believe it or not, there was a time where Chuck E. Cheese was for the for the stingy and stuck up. Then you had Discovery Zone. And then you have what we like to call uh, Dandy Bear. Dandy Bear is where you go where you, you knew you, you were going through tough times. Don't get me wrong. I love Dandy Bear because their fucking food was cheap. And they gave the portions that they gave you were really good, and yeah, they probably had some fucking old ass arcade games that were full of uh, sticky, you know, with coke spilled on them and shit, and you know the greasy buttons, you know. But they had the ball pits, you know. They, you know, it was all right. They did pretty good. It was all right. It's where you went when times were rough. It's where you went when your parents, you know, were collecting quarters and, you know, to try to, you know, get up enough change to pay. Sorry about that technical difficulties. But yeah, Danny Bear is where you went when your parents were kind of tied on cash, but it was still fun. As a kid, you didn't fucking bitch. You enjoyed it. Danny Bear was pretty cool. It was pretty good. I, I had a good time. I had I, Discovery Zone was good. It just didn't have that much arcades and the ticket mechanism. And I remember Discovery Zone was kind of fucked up. Uh but the ball pits were deep as fuck, dude. I'm talking about, dude, I remember one time I remember. The, oh, not just the ball pits, the little plastic tunnels that you will crawl through. Man, I remember one time I was crying because this shit was so long and, and fucking confusing of a maze that I thought I was never going to see my parents. I thought I was, well, my mom. And <laughs> I thought I was never going to find my family again. I started crying finally my stepdad found me or oh, whatever. And um, it was one of those things that you think you're lost, but at the moment one of your parents tell points to where you got to go, you're like, oh shit, you feel stupid. Um,. Man, I remember this. I remember as a very early, earliest memories of my childhood was when we still had arcades. You know, um, they started cl- they started closing shop around the mid '90s. But I remember my uncle uh, would take me as a little kid. I probably was like what five years old, five six years old, and to go to the arcades, bro. And um, he would take me to these arcades on 49th Street. I remember. I think it was 49th Street or 60th Street. I forgot. And we don't, they still had arcades, dude. And you would go and you would play, you know, the cabinet arcade versions of the popular, uh, you know, NES and Super Nintendo and Sega and shit like that. And I remember, you know, I remember those days because people people were lining up to play the Street Fighter ones. It was, you know, people getting really fucking heated with competition. Um, Killer Instinct. Man, I remember me and my brother, We one time we got $20.00 worth of quarters one time man and we just won ham on killer instinct mortal combat street fighter we won nuts dude uh, and because the video store we had the uh, one we remember is i've had arcades in the back next to the porno section it's fucking nuts dude but um i remember that shit man it's a lot of shit there's gotta be things you guys remember as a ch- in your childhood places that used to go the hangout spot you know like for roller skating, we had Thunder Wheels. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted the Thunder Wheels. Nobody knew how to skate, but everybody wanted Thunder Wheels to, to, to bust their ass and laugh to the hottest dance music at the time. You know, what's going on? You know, you got you almost have your own spots you remember as a kid. If you do, let me know. Uh, hit me up. Tell me what was your favorite childhood spots. Where did you guys used to go to eat as kids with your family? What was the hangout spots? What do you remember the most? The shows, the music. All that fun stuff. Until next time, guys, it's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.